The Real Estate Sessions podcast is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising for real estate brilliantly simple. Promote your brands, promote your listings, learn more at adworks.com. That's A-D-W-E-R-X.com, adworks.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Welcome to episode 40 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast, where we go behind the scenes and try and figure out who these people are that are industry leaders in the real estate space, either locally here in the Arizona area or nationally. And today, we're going to go national. Today, our guest is Suzanne Roy of Move Incorporated. I've known Suzanne for a few years now. We, we met as ambassadors for an Inman Real Estate Connect event in San Francisco. In fact, many of the national guests on the real estate sessions are connections from those Inman events. And Suzanne and I will chat about the power of that networking in today's episode. Suzanne is also part of the Canadian Connection in Digital Marketing, but now makes her home in the Bay Area, where she's the Director of Social Media and Industry Outreach at Move Incorporated. Suzanne Roy, welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much, Bill. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you, and I think I put it in my Facebook post yesterday, slightly nervous, because you you have, um, I don't know how to say this politely. Um, Can I use the word snark? Is that okay? (laughs) Sure you can. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I think that's a compliment. I think that's um, sassy and smart. (laughs) I like that. So uh, I want to, you know, the, the... the way the real estate sessions works is I want to find out a lot about you as a person. We're going to get to the stuff, the, the, all the work stuff in a little while, but I want to start with your story. And I know, um, I think I know that you were born and raised in Canada, Ontario, Canada. Is that correct? So partially correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so if you listen very, very carefully to the way in which I speak, once in a blue moon, you will hear something that sounds a little bit English. And that's because I actually grew up in England. Um, So I I was born in Canada. Um, I lived there uh, for six years. I won't say what those six years were. Um, But um, I then moved to England because my father is English. And he wanted to go back to his hometown. And so um, I moved to England in a, a town called Devon. Okay. And um, which is about a five-hour drive from London. It's um, the far west side of, of the country. And I went to school there uh, from the age of six. And in England, it's completely different than America. So um, at, this is very bizarre, so bear with me. When you're 11 years old, you take an exam. And that exam, now this is how it was back in the 70s, uh, you, you take an exam, and that determines what high school you will go to. Wow. So, so if you are sick or if you're having a bad day and you fail that exam, you will go to a high school that is um, very low on the, on the pendulum, <laughs> and <laughs> the teachers are very low in skill set. Um, but if you're rocking it that day when you take that test at 11 years old, you will go to grammar school. Um, my two brothers went to the grammar school. I did not. And 
Um, I actually ended up graduating at the age of 15, um, which sounds very impressive, but in fact it's because that 11-year-old exam determines how many years of high school you also get. Wow. <laughs> so, All right. Yes. So are there so, some kids? Are there some kids that tank the tests, just thinking I want to get out of here? <laughs> so, the expectation is that the majority of them are placed in a high school that meets their educational ability wow. um, or or knowledge ability. But of course, there's some kids that go there and they ace everything. Um, I can't say that I aced everything. I absolutely hated school. I couldn't wait to get out of school. Um, I actually remember I got one C, two Ds, four E's, and an F, and the F was a was a pass um, at my school. And um, I remember that because my dad reamed me for like two weeks after I graduated. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, my brothers were still in in high school when I'd already finished and they're one and two years older than me. So it was, it was very weird. Anyway, so I, I grew up in England and um, I went back to England at the age of um, 17. I, I left home um, and um, went let, well, I was the first one to leave home um, and lived in, um, in Ontario again. Oh, so you came back to Ontario at 17? I did, I oh, did. Okay. Um, yeah, my family stayed in England and I remember when I left Canada, I was like, I, I hate this. I, I don't want to live in England. At six years old, I was determined that I was going to move back to, to Ontario. And that's exactly what I did. I, um, um, I actually started working at 11 um, because in, in England, they don't really have child labor laws, at least back in the early 80s, they didn't. So I was a chambermaid um, at age 11 um, wow. cleaning hotel rooms. I'm, I'm having visions yeah. of Oliver in my <laughs> Scrubbing the floor with a toothbrush. All right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, so I saved up my money. And as soon as I finished school at 15, I worked full time for a year and then moved back to, to Canada with two suitcases in my hand. Now you had, there were probably some family or friends, I'm sure, right? Back in Ontario or were you headed back kind of on your own? Yeah. No, we we had um, about 60 relatives in Toronto, so I actually moved in with my aunt um, and lived with her for about three months until I couldn't couldn't really take that anymore, and, and moved in with a coworker that she and I got along really well. So you went to school in Ontario then too, right? I, I went to college um, in Barrie, Ontario, which back when I was there was the fastest growing city in North America. It was a fantastic city, about an hour north of Toronto. Um, it also was in a snow belt, so it wouldn't be unusual to wake up to five foot of snow overnight. Lovely, lovely um, city. And um, it was also like an hour south of Muskoka where I owned um, a cottage. And our neighbors were uh, Goldie Hawn and um, Kurt Russell. Wow. Yeah, super fun. Times. That had to be cool. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I, I, I like asking this question whenever somebody's uh, either from up north or someplace different. Uh, it was fun asking Peter Brewer, you know, about Australia. But give me what are mm. some of the common misconceptions that us us people down here in the states have about Canada? You know, the one big misconception I think surrounds healthcare. Um. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, I can't believe healthcare, it's free, blah, blah, blah. Well, sure, it's free, but then, you know, you've got 
really high taxes, right? You have the GST and the PST, which is uh, the government sales tax and the provincial sales tax, which when I was living there was 15%. Wow. So every single thing you bought, you tack on another 15%, which kind of adds up after a while. So, um, so yeah, healthcare was free, um, but you've got to take into consideration the taxes. And then also with the free healthcare, the wait times to see a specialist is ridiculous. My father, he's also a cancer survivor, um, but when he um, when he found out that he had cancer, you know, he had to have chemo. He had to wait months and months and months to get um, treatment. There's a cost one way or the other. Yeah, nothing's there ever is. nothing's ever really free. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So, what, what did you study at? Uh, at college, were you, you know, you've been a marketer for a long time. Was that what you were going to school for? Nope, nope, not even close. So, <laughs> common, so I, common, I, common answer. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, um, ever since I was really little, I've been drawn to true crime. Mm, um, right. Mm-hmm. Just something inside of me was just drawn to learning about, you know, the the mindset of a criminal, um, to understand their their psychology and their and their their heads. And so, um, I actually went to school and took law and security. And um, what that meant was I took uh, forensics. I took criminology, I took um, psychology, and it was amazing. I was on the honor roll for every single class. I um, just excelled because I just loved it. My passion was there. Um, and I, I was actually going to school to become a criminal psychologist. What was your first yeah. job out of school then? <laughs> um, <laughs> my first job out of school, well, my first job was when I was still in school as a chambermaid. Um, <laughs> Um, and then actually, um, in England, this is there's only going to be a small subset of people that actually can relate to this, but there was a show in England with John Cleese called Faulty Towers. Ah, Basil. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, super fun show. And I actually was a silver service waitress which basically means you walk around with a silver platter on your arm that stretches from your fingers to your shoulder and you um, hand out or place food from the silver service platter onto people's plates, right? So it's a five-star restaurant, very exclusive. And that was Faulty Towers. The exterior of that um, hotel was where I worked. Oh, so that's the opening shot, the big white and uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you worked there. Wow, that's cool. That's very cool. Was that actually a hotel or was it something? So it was a restaurant or a clubhouse or something? It was actually a, it was a hotel, um, and it looked out on the water. Wow. The 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 dining room was huge, and it looked over um, the English Channel. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, <laughs> what a place! What a place to be. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so my first job, my true job, was um, a secretary. I, I met my 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 husband um, in 1998, and um, he was from Kansas, and this is while I was in in Barrie. Um, 
and I met him through a online messaging service. Um, it wasn't ICQ. Remember ICQ? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was even before that. Like okay. it was some like Netscape like forum or something. Yeah. Um, this is during the time like if you think about 1998, right? Online dating was like such a taboo thing compared to now where it's like one in three people meet online. Right. Um, so back then it was like, I'm sorry, you did what? You know, like, <laughs> um, so I was, you know, very much um, a first on board to these type of internet things, you know, at the, at the very beginning, right? So okay. I met him through this forum. Um, his parents lived in Florida. My parents lived in England and we're getting married and nobody um, can come during this time when we're getting married so we ended up actually videoing our marriage ceremony through the internet um, back in 1998 that was a big deal I can't even imagine the buffering going on there <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. you know it's like <laughs> you know, the, the telephone lines are going. Wow. Um, so we were actually in the newspapers all over the world as like the first internet um, marriage um, with, you know, three countries being involved online to this, this wedding. So it was very surreal. Um, anyway, so we ended up moving down to Florida. Um, in 2001, and it was actually two weeks before 9-11. The first week that I got there, we had uh, Tropical Storm Gabrielle, and we had just got there, and all of our boxes were still you know, un not unpacked yet. And so our apartment flooded, so everything was like ruined. And, and then the following week, it was 9-11, and I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. Um, but I ended up staying, and I got a job with, believe it or not, a payphone company. This is 19. <laughs> this is 2001, not 1971. Okay, good. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was the president's um, admin of this payphone company, and believe it or not, they are still in business. Um, wow. Because if you think about it, where do you find payphones? And you'll always find payphones. I was going to, I don't know. Jails. Oh, man. You're right. Okay. And, and they own every single phone. <laughs> In every and prison make, across the country. <laughs> wow. And they make a lot of money. Wow, that's great. <laughs> and those aren't going away. No, they're not. So, no. <laughs> yeah, so that was my first job was working for a payphone company. Um in 2001. Well, how do in, we uh, in Sarasota, Florida? How do we transition from there <laughs> to the world of real estate marketing? So it's a funny story. Um, the president, um, his wife and I got along really, really well. She would pop into the office all the time. Um, the the president of the company um, actually drove his boat into work every day because um, we were right on this on the Gulf of Mexico, and so often. Um, some of us from the office would jump on his boat and drive to his home and have lunch and his wife um, was at home and she would make us lunch and we would hang out together. Come to find out she was getting her real estate license. 
And um, one day she comes storming into my office and she pulls off her high heels and throws them at my wall and says, I don't know anything about marketing. I have no clue about the internet or websites or anything. You have to help me. Wow. And I'm like, well, first of all, I know nothing about websites. I know nothing about marketing. I know nothing about real estate, but okay, I'm up for a challenge. And um, I, I self-taught during my off hours um, how to code websites. I learned about um, real estate. I was this close to getting my license. Um, and I just kind of dove into it and I found that I absolutely loved the whole real estate industry. And I started to help her. And um, I actually started to transition from working for my boss full time to working for him part time and her part time. Then the word got out within the, um, the local market that I was doing this thing called virtual assistance. Um, there was a name for what I was doing and a real estate virtual assistant. There was actually an, um, a website, uh, Riva, I think, dot org. Okay. Anyway, there was a list of all these real estate virtual assistants that you, you could hire. Um, and I was one of the first ones on there too. Anyway, um, are you familiar with Michael Saunders? I'm not, so you have to tell me who okay. he is. All right, so first of all, Michael Saunders is a woman. Thank you. Thank you for uh, clarifying that first. <laughs> she was um, one of the um, realtors on the list of uh, Swanapal 200. Um, she's one of the top brokers in Florida, has been for years and years and years. And she was actually one of my first clients. And word got out within her brokerage, and I started working for eight or nine different agents. And that's how it happened. I started creating WordPress sites. Um, I started working on putting together action plans and top producer, um, just a whole gamut of marketing things. And I never once paid a single penny to market myself. Like even the Reva website was free. I never ever actively marketed myself it was a complete word of mouth yeah you're um, a true by referral only person exactly right. exactly so that's how it happened it was very by chance but i'm so glad that it that it yeah. happened think about it in 2002 2003 in this kind of time frame people knew they had to be online but had no idea what it was mm -hmm. so fortunately you weren't trying to go out and sell people on the importance of it you had you just had to be successful with some people and they were bringing people to you so that had to be great you didn't have to deal with that trying to get right. some crusty old realtor to figure out you know that they had to be online yeah yeah i mean it, basically it was like people that got it still to this day they just get it right you don't have right. if you have to sell something to them then you're you're really wasting your time cuz they're they're really just not going to get it and i think that that's that's true today um, and so back then it was like, people just came to me and, um, were like, yeah, I need you to do this, 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 and this. So I didn't even have to sell it to them. It, it, 
it was it was wonderful. Let's move up the timeline a little bit. Uh, social, we'll, we'll say social explodes in 06, 07. It's just crazy what's happening, especially in the real estate world. And you were right there at the beginning. And, mm -hmm. and, and once again, a lot of people were like, ah, this is a fad and this is never going to last. What do we care about this? Can you uh, can you chat a little bit about those early days of social and and uh, what it was like you know, trying to get that part through uh, to some of those people? Sure. So I, you know, it comes back around again to you know if if you don't if you don't understand it and you don't get it, then you kind of have to kind of move along. Um, funny thing with with me, I was once a naysayer. Um, I didn't get the whole cell phone thing. Like, I didn't get the whole, you need to have email on your cell phone so that you can answer email away from your desk. Wow. I, I thought that was really stupid. And so, when I worked for this one broker, um, I didn't want to be tied to my phone, right? I, and people can appreciate that today. But, sure, yeah. You know, it's, it's life as it is right now. So, back in like 2003, um, I was working for this one broker, and she invested in a BlackBerry for me. And she offered me um, to have the internet attached to it so that I could get my email. And she's like, "It's your choice. You're gonna have to pay for that portion. It's 50 bucks. Um, you know, do you want it?" And I'm like, "Hell no! Like, why do I need that? I just want a phone. I'll take the phone. Thank you very much." So, <laughs> so even I was like a like kind of pushing off a bit from from you know the progression that was naturally going to be happening but to answer your question you know I just worked with people that thought the same way that I did I attracted those people to me I guess um, and the only people that came to me and I worked with were people that understood what was happening what was coming and wanted to move forward and be at the, the um, front of the line and not trailing. You also were part of the uh, tech savvy agent team, right? Was that, you know, Steve oh, and Chris yeah. and that whole thing? Yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty funny story too. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, 2008 and at this time Facebook had been out for a good year or so to the general public. Um, and I was on there kind of feeling out how I could use it um, to gain more business. And so I found the top producer Facebook page. And I was a certified trainer and top producer back then. And so I knew what I was talking about and um, could, you know, give some really helpful tips. So one of the things that I strive to do is provide value. And so I would go onto the Top Producer Facebook page and provide helpful tips on how to use Top Producer. So Chris Smith, one day, he was overseeing that page. He called me up and he left me a voicemail. Um, I'll say I didn't have a BlackBerry by then, but it was on some other, <laughs> some other phone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> called me up and left me a voicemail and I saved that voicemail for a good five years saying, hey, this is Chris Smith, and I see what you're doing on Top Producer Facebook page, and I want to talk to you. You know, what was the tone of the call? <laughs> the tone was, um, I want to pick your brain 
because I think that there's something there that I can use to um, benefit the industry. Nice. That, that was the tone. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, I, a few days later, I decided to call him back and see what he wanted. And he explained to me that he had started or was about to launch um, Tech Savvy Agent um, with Steve Passanelli, who also worked for um, Move at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, they wanted me to do some writing on there. And um, anything that I wrote was value-based, um, showed what I could provide in a very organic way, non-salesy. And what happened was I accepted to do this. And people started to email us saying, can you just do this for us, please? Like, you're giving us these great tips on how to do it. We just want you to do it for us. Mm -hmm. And because Chris and um, Steve worked for Move, they could not um, monetarily benefit from Tech Savvy Agent, but I didn't work for Move, and so I could. And so this was a side project of Chris and, and Steve's mm -hmm. um, and mine. And so all of that um, work was sent to me, and it exploded my business. Um, I ended up hiring eight people, um, and we had a fine-tuned machine working. Um, each of the eight people were um, professionals in various different aspects of whether it was social media marketing, uh, WordPress creation, um, you know, lead generation, any of that stuff. So it was amazing. Um, it was a great experience for me, and that's actually what got me um, to work for Move. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure you made a lot of connections that way. And and I mentioned in the opening that we met as ambassadors with Inman in San Francisco a few years, quite a few years ago now. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. But talk mm -hmm. about, talk about how important all those Inman connections have been for you over the years. Wow, it, it's really not something that I can put words to. Um, I've made such amazing connections, but not only connections, friends, amazing friends. And I started with Inman, I think it was probably 2010. Um, I was a paid contributor to Inman. Um, they saw what I was doing on Tech Savvy Agent. I actually wrote probably about 45% of the content that was on Tech Savvy Agent back in um, the late 2000s. Okay. Um, and um, they, they wanted me to write for them. And so I did that for about a year and a half. And during that time, they invited me to be an ambassador. And I think I was an ambassador um, maybe four or five times. And back then, it was a, it was pretty much the same people each time. Right. It was like twenty. So I think it started off at like twelve of us, um, maybe sixteen, and now I think it's like thirty or something. But it was the same like click of. I was. I'm gonna say it. It was like a click of people, and we just gravitated towards each other, and we just had so much in common, obviously, because we were all in the industry, and uh, it was just an amazing time. It was just. It was. Um, a time I'll never forget. Um, 
the, those people mean the world to me. Um, you know, Nate Ellis was was one of those people. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just amazing, just an amazing time. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, so let's let's move on. One more one more one more move, and this will be the last move for you because it's to move <laughs> incorporated, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so you joined yes. you joined Move Incorporated uh, in October of 2013, and yep. I've got to be honest with you, a lot of people are confused about. You know, there's the National Association of Realtors, which has Realtors.org, and then there's Realtor.com, which is owned by Move Incorporated. Um, and I know, you know, it's not the easiest thing to kind of lay out for us, but can you do your best to explain, you know, what the relationship between Move and NAR is and how that works? Sure, sure. So um, I gotta, I gotta tell you, it's um, something that I've really had a hard time understanding myself. So. Um, I get it now. Um, I've got it for a while, but um, it's definitely something that's not that easy to explain. But once you get it, it's it, it's um, it's good. So basically, we operate Realtor.com, which is owned by the National Association of Realtors. But our parent company is News Corp. As you know, we were acquired in November of 2014. Right. Um, the benefit of our relationship with the NAR is that, um, and with News Corp, is that is the reach of News Corp, which um, you know is around 440 million unique visitors each month um, mm. to the companies under News Corp, which includes you know Wall Street Journal and Barrons, New York Post, etc. Right. Um, so you know we have a huge advantage there with the NAR, um, including our Find a Realtor. The other part about our relationship with the NAR um, is we have direct relationships with the MLSs across the country and gives us the most powerful real-time um, listing advantage um, and inventory. There's a collaborative relationship between us and the NAR, which also allows us to provide an experience that meets the needs of both the industry and the consumer. So which makes us highly valuable, right? So there's no other company out there that, that provides that value. Has that, that close a connection, yeah, with NAR. That makes right. perfect sense. Exactly. And I talk to realtors yeah. all the time about their realtor.com profile. Why is that not complete? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's part of yeah. your benefit. What are you doing here? Let's get that finished, all right? So right. that makes sense. You had mentioned Swanapol a little earlier. You just got named uh, on the, <laughs> one of the top 20 social influencers for 2016, right? I, I did. Yeah, I did. That was congratulations. Quite, yes. Yeah, that was quite the the honor to be included. So yeah, I feel like I've achieved something. You know. That's cool. Well, let's. <laughs> I feel like I've actually gotten somewhere that's making a difference, which is is my goal. So. Good. Let's let me ask you um, a couple of a couple of good questions for the audience. You know, and you know what are what are some of the great things you see realtors doing online today? Things you really like, and then. On the flip side of that, maybe a thing, maybe or two that you see the same mistakes happening over and over. So, one of the things that is starting to really take off is live video. Mm -hmm. um, you yourself do a great job on Snapchat, actually. Um, I see you on there every day, practically, and. Um, there's agents that are utilizing live video, um, especially on Facebook. One of the things that was discussed, discussed during F8 um, a few weeks ago was um, how much more 
um, eyeballs you're going to get on your video versus images, right. which is super important for realtors to acknowledge and um, put into place for their own um, marketing on Facebook. So um, whether that is a live video of you giving a valuable tip to potential customers or a live video of a upcoming, coming soon property that you're about to list. Using those live videos and incorporating your listings that are about to come out right. um, is a great way to get in front of customers, is a great way to amplify your, your listings. Um, it's, it's definitely something that agents need to be focused on. And they don't need to be professional, right? right? Live video. It's live for a reason. It's not polished. It's not green screen. It's organic. It's, it's gritty. It's, it's true. It's real people talking to real people. That's kind of, um, kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, the other thing that um, I would certainly suggest um, is now that organic reach is so minuscule, right? If, yeah. if agents have a Facebook page and they try to reach people through that page organically, they're going to have really bad results. But the, the great news is, is that putting even just 5 or $10 towards your post will make huge differences in how many people will see what you you have to say? It does not have to be expensive, and and I think that that's a misconception that a lot of people um, think that um, it you know when you say Facebook paid um, placement, they think oh my God that's going to cost more than a leg, and in actual fact it's cheaper than Google search engine. So I'm a huge advocate for utilizing um, paid. Um, whether it's boosted posts or ads, definitely want to take that into consideration moving forward. Another part is um, ratings and reviews. You know, um, everybody goes to Yelp, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody looks to see, you know, where's a good place for me to eat tonight? Or what's a good um, doctor to go to? Or, you know, is this plumber great? they're going to be doing the same thing for realtors. They are doing the same thing for realtors. And so taking ratings and reviews seriously is super important. Um, what, what your consumers or customers see when they Google you can either provide you with a new customer or drive them away. It's super important for, for agents to be aware of how they are marketing themselves. So, I would suggest for any agent that's listening, go Google yourself. Go see what you look like on, on page one of Google and click on each of the um, links that uh, are listed there and see what your customers are seeing. Um, we, you know, we have our Find a Realtor uh, platform, which is a free service. Um, we have over a million visitors to our Find a Realtor um, each month, and everybody, every agent, every realtor needs to go and fill out their profile, um, complete it completely. 
because people are looking, and people people are looking for agents that have high ratings and reviews. They're not necessarily looking for an agent that has the most listings. They're, they want to know that, that the last person that they worked with was a great experience. I couldn't agree with you more there. It's, it's uh, always for me when I do a digital audit and kind of look at someone's, you know, what I can find out about them, that yep. a lot of those links when I click on, they're, the, the profile's never been touched. Um, and that's, right. that's just sad. That's got to be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, yeah. I'm going to ask you a tough question. It's no secret to the world that Realtor.com and Zillow um, are in a head-to-head competition online for eyeballs and traffic. And mm-hmm. in, your, in your role in, in the social media and industry outreach position that you hold, um, how does that affect what you and your team do, this, this thing that you, you, you two, these two massive companies have going on? Sure, sure. So I will say one thing that is competition is essential, right? Mm-hmm. Competition is is a great thing to have. Without competition, you're not driven to do better, right? Um, there, you always, I mean, I'm always driving to do better, but to have that competition just makes it that much more um, exciting, right? So right. that's the first thing that I would say about that. So sure, we're going head to head for online traffic, and we have had tremendous traffic growth over the last year, um, due in large part to our acquisition with News Corp and um, benefiting from that platform. But we are the fastest growing online real estate destination in 2015. Um, We've had 43% year-over-year traffic growth. We hit a record 50 million unique visitors in January, February, and March this year. Wow. Um, That's great. More than 50, you know, um, it just keeps going up. So we're extremely happy with our online traffic momentum. It's it's a really exciting time here at Realtor.com. I I have to tell you that, uh, you know, 10 years ago when, when I thought about Realtor.com, I was like, oh, you know, they're, they're not that exciting. But but now, it's exciting. Like there's there's electricity in the air here. Are you kidding me? You have Elizabeth Banks. Of course it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know it. So, yeah, it's – it's, but it's not just about the, the quantity, right? We, we can talk about all these big numbers. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the quantity. It's about the quality of traffic, which in, in turn translates into the quality of leads. So, so we aren't just pulling in looky-loos. Um, we're, we're pulling in people that truly are searching for their next dream home. That's awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've had you here way too long. We're, we're like over 40 minutes. And so I'm going to ask you my final question that I ask every uh, guest. And that sure. is, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent or even maybe an agent just stuck, they're just kind of, they can't move up. You know, what's, what's your one piece of advice? Mm. That's tough. That's definitely tough. I have so many pieces of advice, but let, let's just say that I would recommend from a social standpoint, don't push or don't um, try to do something that doesn't come naturally to you. It takes me back to what we discussed at the very beginning of this chat was, you know, people that came to me to look for my help with 
social and online marketing. They got it. So if you get Facebook, then that's where you should be. If you get Snapchat, then that's where you should be. Don't force your online presence. Do what comes naturally. It's kind of like asking somebody to start writing a journal or asking somebody who really isn't that interested in yoga to start doing yoga. It's just not going to last and it's not going to be real and authentic. So I would recommend a new agent or an agent that's stuck to just think about where am I naturally going to every day in social and continue to, to concentrate your efforts there. That's what I would suggest. Um, and one other thing before you let me go, I just wanted to make sure that everybody that was listening is aware of the couple of different sites that we have mm -hmm. um, that provide free content. Um, there's two sites. The one is our sharing hub. And speaking of Elizabeth Banks, um, we actually provide those videos to the industry to pull and put onto their own site. Great. So, yeah, so you can take the HTML code and have your web developer put it on there, or if you're savvy in that area, you can take the code, it's right there, and pull it and put it onto your site. That site is realtor.com forward slash welcome forward slash sharing hub. Um, and the other piece that um, is super important is our data center. Um, which is where Jonathan Smoke, um, our chief economist. Um, An awesome guy. He was at our state convention this year. That guy rocks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And have you seen him DJing? I mean, oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, yes, I did. It was great. And uh, right? <laughs> we had a little conversation about Barbara Streisand, and he said he'd play right. some Barbara for me at an event. And, of course, it was, uh, was it duck sauce or duck soup, whoever that was. I don't even care. So. <laughs> Whatever. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, I don't know that he's going to be doing a DJing at mid-year this year or not, but um, I'm sure he will be there. The data center, it can be found on our Realtor.com site under News and Advice section. If you do the drop-down, the News and Advice is the data center, and that is updated every month with data, uh, market data, that you can use for your own um resources, um, your own um, content that you're sharing with your consumers. Um, and it's a fabulous site that um, we definitely want people to maximize and, and take advantage of. Well, that's great. Suzanne, if somebody wants to reach out to you directly because they've got questions about Devon, England, or Ontario, mm -hmm. or anything else, how do they reach out to you? Sure. So you can follow me on Twitter and Snapchat at Roy. That's S-U-Z-R-O-Y. And also um, you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn under Suzanne Roy. Awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time today to, to visit us here on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Our growth has just been exponential over the last few months. Really appreciate people sharing the uh, podcast with their friends. Really appreciate it if you're subscribing on iTunes to go to iTunes and leave a review. That always helps more people find the podcast. And as always, if you've got suggestions for guests you would like to hear on the Real Estate Sessions podcast, reach out to me at Bill Risser on Twitter, BillRisser at gmail.com if you want to send me an email. Would love to hear uh, who you'd like to have on the show. And so until our next episode next week, keep on writing your own story. 
You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.